What's up, family? It's your nephew, the great Wayne Gatsby. And your girl, Diva Damia. This is Real, real Talk, Talk Live. Live, where we keep it real. No matter how you feel. What's up, guys? It's been a couple days. As a matter of fact, it's been about two weeks. And We're guess what? Back. We are back, babe. So, brand new episode of Real Talk Live. It's here. The moment everybody's been waiting for, we have arrived. Let's get it. Let's go. Babe, tonight's topic is Michael Jackson separating man from music. First of all, is that even possible? You know, I, I think that it's possible when it comes to Michael <laughs> Jackson. How? Because, you know... With the latest accusations that have been brought against Michael Jackson, of course, people are going to look at him differently. Of course. However, I do not think his music will die. It, it's it's too great. Like like it's almost like the music is beyond him. You know what I mean? I agree, kind of. You now, do? yeah. Now, the only reason I say that is because, guys, we just had the opportunity to actually take a listen to. Uh, the 60-minute interview with um, the person who actually interviewed Michael Jackson's former nanny. Um, she had a lot of things to say, a lot of explosive allegations that she made against the king of pop, and I, for one, did not partake in the viewing of uh, Leaving Neverland. The reason I didn't, babe, is because I felt as though that, you know this more than anybody, that I felt as though that it was a public lynching. I felt as though that Michael Jackson... Um, you know, he went before a court, you know, he was, you know, yeah, more than once. And he was actually tried for these allegations and whether people want to believe it or not, or like it or not, he was actually acquitted and found not guilty. That is true. So that is why I deemed it a public lynching until I just checked out the 60 minute interview with his former nanny. Um, and her name is actually Adrian McManus. So... In the 60-minute interview, she gave a lot of detail about what she actually witnessed firsthand while working for Michael Jackson. And she was, in fact, very, very detailed. Yeah. Adrian, in fact, started working for Michael Jackson at the age of 28, and she worked for him for four consecutive years. Yeah. So, within those four years, she witnessed a lot. Allegedly. Allegedly. Because let's not forget that she also came back to say that some of the things that she was alleging actually never even happened. She actually testified that none of these things happened. And now she's coming out to say that these things actually did happen. That she saw these things that led her to believe that Michael Mm. Jackson was in fact... Mm doing harm to these boys. Doesn't that sound all too familiar? Just like Wade Robeson. Yes, Wade did the same thing. Wade did the same thing. As a a matter of fact, I didn't mean to cut you off, babe, but actually, as a matter of fact, people could actually argue the fact that Wade Robeson's testimony during Michael Jackson's trial is actually what got him acquitted of all the charges. Now, he was wait, a staunch wait, defender. Yeah, and they his mom. They were both staunch defenders of Michael Jackson. Yes. So, for them all to come back now, it did seem a little... Uh, it did seem a little... Uh, I, I don't want to say... Contradictory? Yeah, maybe? that too. Uh, a little suspect. It did look mm-hmm. a little... Maybe it was a monetary, you know, 
factor in it that you know what I'm saying maybe it was for financial gain that they did come out with these allegations and then you also gotta take into account that Adrian which which was the maid she did come out to say that they well she and the rest of the staff were all required to sign non-disclosure agreements so to say that anything that goes on in that home stayed in that home so I mean she had to she had to get on that stand and I, and I guess lie. I mean, yeah, in a sense, so that she wouldn't purge herself. Yeah. You know, because she had already came out with, you know, her testimony. Yeah. And she, came out, and she came out to say that she was also fearful of her and, and her family, her yeah, son's life, what, yeah. because the security yeah. was threatening her, telling her that if she came forth, they, they would slit her said throat. They would slit her throat, put yeah. out a, a bounty hunter on her. Yeah, that's like, true, okay. too. So, I mean, she was, she was fearful. So one can't blame her for back then trying to protect herself and her child. I mean, at this point in her life, I guess she feels as though I, I have nothing to lose at this point. It, uh, the young boy, Wade, he's all, he's come and made this documentary. And let's not forget, too, that she still owes the Michael Jackson estate she never paid money because, and for those who aren't caught up to it um, and the information that we're talking about, um, this nanny, uh, what was her name, babe? Adrian. Uh, this nanny, Adrian McMahon, is actually did work for Michael Jackson, and and like Diva Demir says, she did sign a, um, a non-disclosure, basically saying that anything that happened, basically a confidentiality agreement, anything that happened that she saw or she bore witness to, she wasn't able to speak on it, or she could be sued, which actually did happen, but the Jackson estate actually sued her after she and former employers employees tried to actually sue them and she lost you know i try to put myself in her shoes and i and i wonder what would i do if i was put in a position i mean you're i'm a let's I'm talk a maid, about it i'm a maid for the for the great michael jackson he is the greatest entertainer that he rules the world so at so that she point, thought I'm, right so she thought and so then she decided okay I'm comfortable enough to sign this non-disclosure because I guess in a million years she never would have thought But where is the moral integrity behind it? You understand what I'm saying? Because it's almost as though because some of the things that she said guys she said that you know after she was able to start cleaning Michael Jackson's room his personal room she would find underwear and briefs and she said that the the underwear you know she got pretty graphic in it I think with, at the point that she signed the non-disclosure she didn't think that the, those would be the type of things that she would it see it does not matter but when she did see those things it was up to her as the adult in that situation as the person you know who knew what was going on see something say something you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I'm I don't care what she, she signed. I don't care about a non-disclosure. I don't care about a confidentiality agreement. These were young children being molested, allegedly. So if you saw these things, I don't care what you signed. You can get out of that and deal with that later on. It's the it's the moral integrity behind it. But then, but then let's look at it like this as well. Because even if she comes, she would have came out and said, oh, these things are happening. Then you had those little boys saying, well, no, it didn't. Let's look at, let's yeah, look but, at Yeah, but they Falcon. were kids. He, yeah, right. you're right. But you're right. The, the, the testimonies of those kids is what got him acquitted of those things. And you're absolutely so right. So remember, but, after, he, after he got acquitted, what did he do? Give her three hundred dollars in an envelope. Yeah, and that is actually, and that you. is absolutely true. But my thing so too, I mean, and I understand, but there, yeah, there is no. And she but there is no excuses because she's snitching now. 
Right. You understand what now, I'm saying? I guess she's stitching now because she feels as if nothing can be done. No, she snitched back then, too. Let's not forget that she went to the courts, too, during the trial and tried to bring up the information against Michael Jackson and say, hey, I lied because of this confidentiality agreement. So the same way that you found your moral compass at that moment, you could have also done that same thing when the abuse was happening to those kids. Because if you violated your confidentiality agreement at this moment, then hell, you could have did it back then. Yeah, that is true. I mean, you, might, you have a valid point. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like, dude, who who is in it to protect the children? I, mean, I, don't know. I guess she just wasn't thinking about it like that. I mean, you know, I agree with you in saying who's going to protect the children. But, you know, I just can't for a million years wrap my brain around why parents, I don't care who these people are, are letting their children just run free. You know, my, I mean, Money. And Money. It's crazy. It is, it is truly the root of all evil. Money. It's crazy. I mean, there is not, there is no amount of money in this world that would allow me to basically sell my child to you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I just, you know, at, at some point, we do have to start putting some of the, some of the fault on the parents. Now, I, I mean, I'm I not think all of the fault, behavior. all of the fault is on I'm the parents. I'm not condoning any it behavior. It is shared. By any means necessary. All of the fault is yes, always shared between the parents and the abusers. And when are we going to start asking abusers? those questions? I mean, well, I think, I think now we're headed. The, when you look at that documentary and you see all of those groups of children first of all he was inviting groups and busloads of children to neverland where were the adults yeah and why, i agree why were you allowing children to because but it just to play devil's part, but just to play devil's advocate zoo? here i guess they looked at it as if that it was this entertainer you know sometimes people get so swayed and i can't tell you how many times I see it every it's, day? We get, People we get, get so swayed in, in the star power yeah, and the superstardom, and oh, days. they're this person, and oh, I've always been a fan of this person for no, you know, for as long as I can remember. And that's how you get those type of situations like that because you have people that when they get starstruck and they're around these people and they don't know how to act, they don't know how to communicate, they don't know how to behave themselves, so they tend to make themselves vulnerable at the at these people's will, and these people take advantage of it because. Because they're so used to getting whatever they want, whenever they want it yeah. from whoever they want it from. Mm-hmm. I, I just a part of me feels as though there was the Michael Jackson that we saw, even at his death at 50 years old, never mentally grew past a little boy. And I can agree with that because, because to look at how he kept his home. Neverland. I mean, you have a whole amusement park. You have a zoo. You look at rooms full of dolls and things of that nature, toys and trucks I mean, and train I agree. sets. I agree I mean, with that. And, and, uh, it's like, oh, it just we, we seemed like it was a, a person a that was trapped. He's an entertainer, but we take a step back and think this is a bit strange. I mean, and I think that it was. And just to touch back on what I said earlier in regards to what you were saying about why the young lady didn't speak out, I think that because people make excuses. And I think that when you make excuses for the actions of others, instead of allowing that person to face the repercussions behind their actions, then I think that those are the results that you get. I don't think that it's anything strange about what he had in his home per se, because there are people who collect weird things. Being a collector of children's whatever does not make you a weirdo. When you go as far as to say um, that a child can sleep in your bed, and that's the part during the 60-minute documentary when they went back and they were talking about Martin Brashear. Um, For those of you guys who don't know, 
Martin Brashear was a um, he he basically is is almost like a reporter. He's almost like a person who goes out and does interviews with people. Michael Jackson allowed Martin Brashear to come into his house and interview him, um, and, and something that has now been deemed the most infamous Michael Jackson documentary of all times. It's called Living with Michael Jackson, and in the documentary, Michael Jackson actually talks about sleeping inside the same bed as these young boys so i mean that right there was kind of mind-boggling it's such it's such it's so disheartening to hear this young boy claim to michael jackson have almost persuade him please sleep in my bed with me if you love me if you love me this is how you'll prove that you love me sleep in my bed and i just want to touch bases on that being something that a lot of serial pedophiles use and they say that to children oh if you love me oh if you do this and oh if you in the in the voice of michael i'm just trying to give you guys right. a visual disclosure as here if you love me and you really really love me because this little boy was what suffering from cancer this, this come particular on in here and child had cancer and you lay in my bed and michael and jackson won't was go anywhere and you'll love me for life okay. and if that's what you're gonna do, then you're gonna love me. But you have to come on in. You have to come in my home. You have to come in my bed. You have to lay here. And that is how Michael would sound. Yeah. That is exactly. But as how a matter of fact, guys, I'll, I'll I'll give you guys it right out of the horse's mouth because take a I'll take a listen to this snippet here of the young boy and Michael Jackson explaining what happened and how he sleeps in the bed with Michael Jackson. had been recovering from cancer when Jackson met and befriended him. In the documentary, Martin Bashir asked the young boy about the sleeping arrangements at Neverland. And then he finally said, okay, if you love me, I sleep on a bed. I was like, oh man. And so I finally slept on a bed. But Michael, you know, you're a 44-year-old man now. What, what do you get out of this? And I think that right there is as sick as it gets. Anytime you're justifying and you're 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 explaining why you're having these young boys to sleep in your bed, and he said it out of his own mouth, you know, dude. And that's nothing to laugh or joke or to play about. And I think that that's where I get, you know, all jokes aside, to keep it real. This is real talk live. I think that's where my skin starts to to boil over and I think that's where you know my anger starts to come in at because when you then then you go back to ask the question and you revert back to the question can you separate the man from the music hell yes especially when the man is saying things like that out of his mouth so no matter how much good music you make no matter how many timeless songs you have that carries on through generations and many decades to come you will always be a disgusting pedophile and I'm one of the biggest Michael Jackson fans in the entire world. Well, I was. But his actions, his actions, man, are unexcusable. So you're and saying that you cannot separate the man from No, music. it's all the same. It's I can never same. play another Michael Jackson song. 
because of the fact that I know what what the meanings behind some of these songs are or were. Because you just, I mean, when you, I mean, when you take a step back and you realize who the man is, and you take and you just separate the music for a second, you know, and you separate the money for a second, and you just have Michael Joseph Jackson there. He's a pedophile. And then you start to realize that the man behind the music is what influences the music. Of course, of course, and of course. It, so it makes you wonder. How, how can we how can we separate R. Kelly from Michael Jackson? I mean, and that's the thing. The and at first, I did try to, and I and I, and you know, I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. It's Michael Jackson. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. Although we tried so hard, and we we want to hold on to I believe I can fly. We threw R. Kelly out the window. His music is no longer being played on the radio stations X, Y, and Z. But when it comes to Michael Jackson, he needs to take a look at the man in the mirror. He does. Well, he, he does. can anymore, but he still can. No, I mean from, no. from from the heavens above. Well, if he's there, because some of these actions are unexcusable, as I stated earlier. So I don't know. I don't have a heaven or hell to put anyone there, but I just cannot. I mean, you know what? Hey, there are people who've committed some of the most egregious acts. And so, I mean, Michael Jackson just fits into that category now for me. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's such a shame because, again, another such a great talent, such a great inspiration to others all around the world. I mean, to sell out, to completely sell out over 20 shows in yeah. one city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And only one, like, only one entertainer. But you know what? Um, Jeannie Wolf, who is a very, 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 very well-known reporter, um, she she traveled with Michael Jackson, you know, back in the day. And she said herself, she said that there's there's so many different elements of Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. She said there's the nice, caring, nurturing Michael Jackson. There's the soft, gentle Michael Jackson. And then there's the Michael Jackson that the world does not see. The dark side. Of the dark side of Michael Jackson. And I can believe that. You know? Because if you know people and you know human beings, then you know that we all have, you know, either had times or we all revert back to times that we may not have been the most pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, people. yeah, I can agree with that. But... Growing up, you always looked at Michael Jackson as a symbolization of happiness and hope yes. because he was just one of those prominent figures in our community. And now that image of him that we all had has been tainted. Of forever. course. And he tainted it. He did. He tainted he did. it. He did that. Those were words out of his own mouth. He said out of his own mouth, sharing my bed with these young boys you know, makes me happy. He said that himself. So what what grown man is gonna be in a bed with a child that's not his child, that's not his his blood, that's not someone of his uh, of his family tree. I, I just can't understand for the life yeah, of me. Me either. And and I, I don't And I think that anybody because and I can't even say this dude because some people haven't come around yet because one thing in the community that we all do in the African-American community, and not just in the African-American community, but in just all communities, but it's more prevalent in ours, is that we tend to make excuses. 
when we don't want to face the facts, we make a lot of excuses. We, yeah, we make excuses and we run away from the facts. Yeah, and I, I, I did that. I was one of those people. I said, no, Mike didn't do this. I don't care what they saying. I said, they doing Leaving Neverland and they bringing that stuff out because of this and that. But no, when you go back and you pull the documentary that Martin Brashear did, Living with Michael Jackson, it's all there. It's there. It's all there. All it's been there the whole there. time. And it's yeah. been there the whole time. And all we had to do was go to it, go to and, and refer back to the source and get our knowledge and our information. Instead, we chose to turn a blind eye just like with the R. Kelly situation. And I think it's unfortunate. I think it does a disservice to our children. And... I think that it, I think that it has long-lasting repercussions and consequences that 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 we don't necessarily see right now, but in the future, it's going to affect. Yeah, it's going to come back. It's yeah. definitely going to come back. Yeah. You know, I I definitely do wish Michael Jackson's children well, though, because it it can only I can only imagine how uncomfortable it is to have a parent in the spotlight in such negative light. Yeah, but I and mean, all and, of the backlash and, and in all and fairness, he's always been in the negative light. Mm-hmm. So as far I mean, I'm, it's always been there. Yeah, so but but right I'm now, pretty sure I they've mean, seen. I mean, now I'm pretty sure it's a lot different that they're adults. Yeah, taking it exactly. On. They're adults, and they can read what people are writing on social yeah. media and things like that. People are walking up to them, saying different things and and yelling and and screaming and 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 bad-mouthing, you know, Michael Jackson. And, and again, like I said, there's no condonance to what Michael Jackson has done. I just wish that his children didn't have to experience Yeah, I just wish that I, I just wish action. that those other children didn't have to face, you know, him and his actions and what he chose to do. I mean, so if I have sympathy on any children, it's on those children. It's on the victims because his children aren't suffering. I mean, and if they are suffering, because let me take that back because I don't have you know, the wear and thaw to say, oh, well, they're not suffering. No. Well, if they are, then may they get through their suffering because they did not do anything. But I think that during these moments, we have to pour our hearts out to the victims because, you know, his children, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, they'll probably be shunned for a little while, but as life goes on, they're going to be okay. They're all worth a hundred million dollars a piece. So, I mean, for those who say money can't buy you happiness, talk to one of Michael Jackson's children. So, I mean, yeah, hey, it's just a sad story. It's very, it's 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 very sad all the way around, and you know, it like again, it's unfortunate that any of this had to take place. It's unfortunate that ten years later, after his death, we have to revisit these. I mean, about him. especially since we should have visited them when he was living. When he was living, yeah. I mean. And well, you know, we we did visit them while we were living. He was just acquitted of those things. And, and so, so, where did where did it go wrong? And that's the part that I've been kind of trying to sort of wrap my mind around. I think it go it went wrong because there was never any physical evidence. You know, yeah. they 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 came out to say that in the documentary, like this, there were over seventy sheriffs who went. And they found nothing, yeah. His home, and they found absolutely nothing. There was no videos. There were there was no proof of anything. He had one hell of a team. That's what that was. He had one hell of a team. His team made sure to isolate the situation and to deal with it accordingly. And I think that they were tipped off because in a lot of cases, this happens. A lot of celebrities get the tip off. 
and when they get the tip off, they go on from there, mm-hmm. you know? So, I think that he may have been tipped off at the time, and I think that he was able to move some things around, and that is how he was able to avoid anything being found. Because Wade Robeson, even though he did testify to say, you know, nothing ever happened to me and this and that, McCully Calkin said the same exact thing. But then Adrian McManus came on to say that she witnessed him sexually abusing Macaulay Calkin herself. So I think that then when you start to deal with that, now you're talking about a whole different element. You know, you're talking about a whole different situation now because now you have these grown men who may not know how to deal with the situation. You know, denial about it. Yeah, because to a lot of people, you know, being abused may automatically equate to you being gay. You know, and there is a stigma in the in, in the African American community about homosexuality, and I think that there's a lot of homo uh, homophobia. There are a lot of homophobic people out there. I was raised in a homophobic um, environment, you know, and thank God I had the you know the knowledge to know to get you know to to educate myself, but you know people around you know every time you turn around it's oh you know the f word this and you know the dyke this and the, you know and we have to realize that there are people too it is not up to us to judge how they live and what they do in their personal yeah, life yeah it's not That's at not, all it's none of our businesses there are people just like you and i they can stand up and hold conversations just like you and i just like the next person so who are we and not even hold conversations what people have to realize and this is what a lot of people because you know, my cousin, man, I love this guy to death, dude. This is one of my favorite cousins, man. You know, he he's he's gay. And the thing about it is that I took the initiative to educate myself about some of the rights and some of the things that, you know, that affect the LGBT community because there are a lot of people who just want to throw them away, you know? And so... I think the statistic was, I think about 80% of people either know somebody or have somebody in their family that's a part of the LGBT community. That's a big number. We have to support them. Yeah, everyone you know? somebody. We have to. We have to. We have to. We have to. We have to put our arms around people and we have to love one another because that's what is going to keep the world revolving. Yeah. It's, it's, love. It's a, it's a lot of hate in this love. world. And, and you don't have to be a product of the hate. That's my message to everybody out there. That's just because message. you're in that environment, just because you you're around it, be you do not have to be a product of your environment. I think that that's something that everybody needs to walk away and take from this podcast today. You do not have to be a part of your environment, a product of your environment. You don't. It's all about you. It's all about the decisions that you make. It's all about the actions that you take. And you can do it. Yeah, you can do it, man. You can do it. Everybody, your life. Life is about, you know, chances, choices, and possibilities. We all go through things that either make us or break us. It's up to you. You know? It's up to you. You decide. It's up to you. It's your decision. So, yeah, man. But I just want to see the world get better. You know? I just want to see the world get better. I mean, we can't prosecute Michael Jackson right now for... Yeah, we can't ever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As a matter of fact, we can't ever. You're right. But what we can do is we can just kind of hope that, you know, this is a learning lesson for everybody and we'll take from it what we need to take from it 
and we'll leave what we need to leave. But I'm just hoping that what we take from it, it helps to enrich our lives, to make our lives better so that we are able to create a better world for the next generations. Because it's up to us. Totally it's up to us. We need to get the people like the R. Kelly's and like the Michael Jackson's and, you know, like the Hugh Hefner's because a lot of people keep forgetting the Hugh Hefner's. Yeah, the, 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 the Harvey Presley's. Weinstein's, the, the Elvis Presley's. Yes. You know, there, we just, I mean, we constantly hear about the African American men that are going through these trials and turmoils and tribulations that they've brought upon themselves, but we never ever hear about the people like Elvis and Hugh Hefner those guys, Hugh Hefner, you know, uh, are partly responsible for Brooke Shields posing, you know, nude. At the age of 10 years old. Yeah, in Playboy magazine. I mean, dude, how how much more disgusting does it get? And, and it, where it, were her parents? Again. <laughs> a <laughs> At lot. 10 years Money old, how is are the you root. allowing your child to pose nude for Playboy? You would be surprised. As a matter of fact, no. You, I mean, you can't even be surprised no more. There's nothing to even be surprised anymore about parents People exploit their children for, for anything, money. for anything, anything. Everybody wants to be Chris Jenner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to be Chris Jenner. Okay. So listen, we can't all be Chris Jenner, and we, we gotta you know, start protecting our children. Everybody can't be Kim. Somebody has to be Chloe. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how about, that? <laughs> how about that one? So, you know, for that, though, you know, man, that's just actually a real topic, though, that I think that more people need to get vocal about. The fact that, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Hugh Hefner, these people have, you know, haven't had their day. And Hugh Hefner is gone, but why aren't we dragging him through the public? They will never. They, You know why? Because he's not black. I mean, That's well, the, I mean, you have to say it. Like, it's, I it's mean, you know, and I don't, you know, it, I mean, as sad as it is, I think that you, I mean, I would be remiss not to believe that that was part of the reason. Yes. But it's almost like you, the world is so at a point now where everything has become so racially divided. You know, tensions are at an all-time high. That is the world that we live in. That I mean, that, 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 is, that is our truth. If I mean, you, you choose to, to live in it. It's not about living in it. It's it's a fact. The fact that we just sat here and said, we're tired of hearing about the R. Kelly's, the Bill Cosby's, the uh, Michael Jackson's. We're not hearing about the Hugh Hefner's, like you said, the Elvis Presley's, like you said. Yeah, who married the, Priscilla at, at the 14. age of what? Exactly. So yeah. the, all they all they're doing is dragging our black men through the mud and, and I'm not saying that they don't yeah because I was going to say hold on for I'm a second because these are black men who, who drag I'm their own selves through the mud they need to do it to all of the men no matter what color you are all I of agree. the men who have done these harsh things to children men I agree. and women I agree. need to be dealt with I agree I agree that's what I'm saying because I was going to say yeah let's not forget these brothers brought it upon themselves that is, I agree with you yeah, they did everybody actions. has brought it against themselves but everybody has not has not been confronted and had to deal with those with they in court and I, and I agree with that okay. and that's why we're you know I agree Listen, I agree with you 100%, babe. I agree 100%. I'm just simply saying that, yeah. I mean, I just think that, you know, I mean, and because it, this is America, I understand that racial, you know, tensions are at an all-time high. It's just that it's unfortunate, you know, that we're in 2019 and racism is as prevalent 
prevalent as it was back, back then. Back then, that's today. It's sure enough. As it is today. Well, today as it was back then. So I think that's the part that I'm I'm a little, you know, just disappointed at. Real disappointed at. It's just sad for America, man. And I just hope that we get better, honestly, babe. Yeah, me too. I mean, all I, all I can do is keep the world that we live in lifted up in my prayers yeah that's, that's a lot of prayers yeah. <laughs> but yeah guys so if you guys want to check out the whole uh 60 minute documentary with michael jackson's former nanny adrian uh mcmanus then that's right on youtube um i mean check it out Educate yourself. Yeah, listen for yourself. Man. Even she, go she back some to some very graphic details about what she encountered being his maid for four years. Allegedly. So then also check out the Martin Brashear documentary Living with Michael Jackson because that is actually not allegedly. That right there, everything is there for you to see. Michael Jackson says it himself himself, he's talking. He has the young boys there with him. So it's all out of the horse's mouth. So check out um, Martin Brashear, my Martin Brashear's documentary "Living with Michael Jackson," yeah, where Michael YouTube Jackson accused well. him of exploiting him, and that's on YouTube as well. So, but yeah, guys, it's been a couple days, and you know we had took a little break off. The numbers had gotten pretty high, so we've been, you know, we were four episodes in, so we decided to take a break. Was doing a lot of promotion, getting the word out about it. Um, so far, so good. Uh, we just hit over 600 listeners so thank you guys thank for tuning you for listening. in we appreciate the support so oh, much oh man so much dude it's been such overwhelming support like shout out to everybody that's been tuning in that's yes, been every listening every single person that's every listening. single thank listener you. you guys are so appreciated um no doubt um Anything else you want to say, babe, before no, we head I just, out? No, I just want to, like, like, again, send a thank you, a big, big thank you to everyone. We really appreciate that how we wouldn't be able to do this without having support and having the of listeners. Course. So continue to listen to us. You won't disappoint. Of course, of right, course. keep rocking with Follow us. Follow on um, social media, all social media platforms. At Real, Real Talk, Talk Live, Live. PC, um, Real Talk Live. We just everywhere, so I'm pretty sure you've been seeing a lot of the promotions. We're actually on Apple now, um, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Overcast. So we're on a lot of different listening platforms now to bring you guys Real Talk Live wherever, whenever you want it. So just tune in, continue to support, and we really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for listening. See ya!